to Keeping It Real with Janine, your guide to living an authentic, healthy life. I'm Janine Strong, and my guest today is Martine Carlina. I have been following Martine on Telegram. She is authentic, intelligent, outspoken, and she pulls no punches. So this is going to be fun. A little bio about Martine. She is an entrepreneur, marketer, promoter, publisher, researcher, and writer. She has a natural propensity for truth. My kind of girl. A journey that began back in 1988, backpacking her first genocide through Central America, is what started all of this. In 1997, she started Canada's first eco-store in Vancouver. In 1999, she turned her attention to hemp food, moved to Saskatchewan, and founded the first certified organic hemp food company. In 2005, she began publishing the free Organic Lifestyles magazine that was available in health food stores. Burnout finally forced her to step back in 2010. This was the beginning of her journey into discovering her spirituality and her purpose on earth. In 2019, the, shall we say, call came when her research exposed what she believed to be the single greatest threat to our Western democracies, UN Agenda 2030. Weeks into her research, she realized we had shifted into global governance. The virus was the Great Reset, and disruption was needed to shift the world to the totalitarian goals of Agenda 2030. She now has over 200 videos on YouTube articulating this takedown of the West and how our world is being reshaped without our consent. Hi, Martine. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Um, I'm hanging in there. (laughs) Just taking it one day at a time these days, doing my best. (laughs) This is all we can do. Yeah. Uh, You know, they've, they've made it pretty hard for us to make plans or to look too far into the future like we used to. Um, I know. I know. I find that it's, it kind of weighs heavily on me, you know, like I'd like to go to the States to visit family and friends. And what happens when you cross the border one way and you cross the border the other way? What's going to happen? I, you know, I'm just not clear on all of that. <clears throat> it's the it's the stress. Uh, again, you know, if people have enough stress in their lives and, and again, these continual questions that are creating an environment that, again, is going to change our habits moving forward. Right. And that is things like travel. Mm-hmm. And things we used to take for granted. Right. And I, I assume, uh, since you do maybe even more research than I do, I can't imagine that, but I, you probably do, that the airlines are talking now about not allowing people who've gotten the shot to fly because of the increased possibility of blood clots as you go up in uh, altitude. This is interesting. And I just saw uh, some, I actually posted some info yesterday, I believe on pilots. Yes, four British Airways pilots have died. That's right. That's right. Now, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I, I talk a lot about Agenda 2030. And Yeah, well, let's talk about what that is, because I know I I have a sense that a lot of people have heard of Agenda 21, but I don't know if people really understand what Agenda 2030 is. And since that's what really kind of triggered you to go in this direction, why don't you explain it first a little bit so that the listeners can understand what it's about? 
well, Agenda 21 is more well known, and that was the known as the plan for the 21st century. Now that all of this has happened, I'm starting to think that Agenda 21 was actually Agenda 2021. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little confusing. But in 2000, let's go back. In, two, in 1992, 192 nations signed mm-hmm. a global pact, okay? Mm-hmm. And that was Agenda 21. And in 2015, here in Canada, Harper, and of course around the world, Obama, all of them signed Agenda 2030, which was, again, the goals that the global community will reach by 2030. Let's go back. This is kind of hard to explain here. That's okay. Just I, I want to clear um, for everybody, like what, why, what these agendas consist of, you know, what, what it means for all of us. Okay. Well, the United Nations uh, came up with a broad plan. And when I started really started getting into this. This was around uh, the last federal election here in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided I was going to get involved on social media and I was going to do that with uh, Maxime Bernier and the People's Party of Canada. Okay. And I started watching and every day I spent time on his feed and I kept talking about Agenda 2030. But no politicians were, including Bernier. <laughs> and I was wondering, how is this this anti-globalist is not speaking about, like, as a marketer, the slam dunk, okay, of anti-globalism would be this plan. Because as I read into it, what occurred to me and pretty much hit me in the head was the fact that all of these reforms to be made on a global level could not come about in a democracy. And so I was in my head at the time going, well, you know, how could this possibly happen? I mean, we have a democracy. (laughs) You know, Martine, when I first heard of a lot of this, it sounded good. Right. I mean, well, it, it, it does. but then as you as you start looking at other, you know, articles that are questioning and what okay. it really means, it's like, whoa. OK, so what this is, is a wordsmithing. And that's how I'm describing it. Mm-hmm. Um, sustainability, mm-hmm. the word. OK, because I started a magazine and literally in 2005, Organic Lifestyles was the we were the number one presence of sustainability and we actually set the stage. Mm-hmm. And okay. I found out through that experience that the globalists didn't like my version because mm-hmm. my version was all about natural immunity, mm-hmm. nature, working with nature, not over, not controlling nature. And what has come about here is a complete wordsmithing of the word sustainable. So for example, In Agenda 2030, there is an expectation that the Western nations all hit 99% vaccination. Well, I won't say what I think of that. And we're not just talking COVID because this was prior to COVID. Okay. This was on every vaccination. What year was that? Well, this came out in uh, a couple of years ago. I've got the PDF. I'll send it to you. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah. Anything you want to send to me, I can put on the podcast webpage so people can access. Wonderful. But so this is it. So here they've committed us to 99% vaccination. But when you look through 
Canadian statistics, you weren't seeing that. I mean, we, and over the last few years, there's been a lot more resistance to vaccines because again, of the injuries Mm -hmm. that people Mm -hmm. have, you know, okay, back in the day, they could get away with these injuries because there wasn't the internet, there weren't groups, there weren't the, the chatter. Right. And the ability to connect with people that were experiencing it. Mm-hmm. People were led to believe successfully that vaccines were completely benign. Right. And and you're seeing that, of course, in a lot of the reactions that are happening with people because they don't realize that they're even a bad reaction. They're just taking it. <laughs> it's really quite right. interesting. Or I've heard people having uh, serious reactions and they're being told that means it's working. Now, this is hilarious. Um, a, man, a man I know, and it's not hilarious, but... Right, right, yeah. Okay, so his son is in Toronto. He gets the vaccine, and on his his Facebook page, he says, man, that kicked me in the ass. Like, did anybody else feel that? All his friends are like, go, boy, go, boy. Oh, yeah, I take it for the team. He wow. was in bed for over, for over a week. But then, all of a sudden... He started everywhere he'd ever had a bruise turned like it was a it was just about like a bright purple, red wow. purple. Oh. And he showed it and everybody was the comments were like this. Oh, women like tattoos and women love scars. And I was like, are you kidding me? But this is what's going on. Again, the encouragement. And wow. my first reaction is, well, you should go see a doctor. But I'll tell you, out of over 120 comments, nobody said that. Wow. Not one. Wow. Not one. Like, these are adverse reactions that are not being recorded. Right. You know, I think it's it's a deliberate brainwashing that has been going on for decades to get people been. to just go along with whatever the current accepted narrative is. And this is just my hypothesis. We what? cannot underestimate the bots and the technology at work right now. Okay. Like this is mm. what we keep mm-hmm. thinking we're dealing with people here. And what I'm learning about this experience and my experience in the last year of, mm-hmm. of going hard at this is the fact that there's technology at work to take us out <laughs> mm. like mm-hmm. bots, like shadow banning, like, so that we're, we're not in a fair fight here. Oh, that's for sure. That's for sure. And uh, see what you think of this hypothesis. This is my current hypothesis. I thought of this when I was taking a nap the other day. I wonder if the widespread use of putting fluoride in the drinking water was kind of the start of just getting people to be really compliant. (laughs) For sure. I, I, I believe um, I, I watched something the other day that would talk more about being a stage by stage, right? Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. more toxified. But then again, you know, we didn't have the products that, you know, even 20 to 30 years ago, they didn't have the products that we do today. I The, the continual exposure right. to endocrine disruptors and uh, hormone disruptors. This is, again... This is an attack on our, again, our hormones. And we're seeing that with this jab, right? Because, again, one of the first things we were hearing as women were the fact that women exposed, even not vaccinated, are having issues with their periods. Right. With their cycles. Mm -hmm. And this is all about taking out Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that. 
because they want to own the seed. They want to own Mother Nature. And we are morphing into transhumanism. Mm-hmm. Generation Z is like, you know, on its way. And that's the end of the line. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I know. I, I know. 10 I'm years ago, this. I wouldn't have been saying this. I would have thought you were nuts. Honestly, 10 years ago, I heard this and I said, oh, my God, you're nuts. Mm -hmm. Okay, because, again, I couldn't see it. Right. But I can now. And, you know, a lot of that was me living in South America. I spent a lot of time down there. So I was watching the transition go there. Mm -hmm. I'd been in Africa. So, again, my travels and and exposure to other cultures and the changes over the years was absolutely critical in kind of putting it all together as it came together now mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. this is international what's happening it's right. everywhere right but when you're in a third world nation like a police state like el salvador well they're using it completely opportunistically <laughs> for political reasons um that's happening in ecuador right now well they're still under uh, they have curfews every night oh. eight o'clock okay but again it's like a police state that so Okay, Martine, an eight o'clock curfew. What is that about? Where's the science for that? This isn't about science. It's about politics. You don't have to provide science, right? (laughs) That's all about keeping dissidents down because Ecuador was one of those places that they do, the, the government normally backs down. And they knew they had to push the narrative hard. So there in Guayaquil, which is one of their big cities, they had stories uh, in the newspaper and social media of there being so many dead people from COVID that they had to <laughs> throw them out in the street. Oh my goodness. And people bought it. They did. Um, they, they really put the fear of God into them. But here's the thing in Ecuador, most people mm-hmm. are not going to see a vaccine for three years. Mm-hmm. I know expats there. They're like, nah, there's no vaccine coming here anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So it's a police state. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. how they're going to keep it as a well, and, state, right? You know, it's it's so important to look at multiple sources because where was it? oh India they they were talking about all the deaths and and that bodies were floating down the river. Well, I I I watched a an interview with this uh, yeah. doctor who oh, I can't forget I can't remember the charity that he works for co founded, but he was he actually lived there for eighteen months late recently. And, um, and he helps children. So he lives in the slums with where they live. And he said that they're too poor to cremate. He said they've been doing this forever. They bury their dead near the river. And then, you know, when it floods or whatever, they, they end up, the bodies end up in the river. This, he said, this isn't anything new. But the media That's right. you know, found something that they could grab onto and sensationalize it. Right. So I don't even watch media anymore. I I have different shows that I, I will listen to, websites that I check, and various doctors and scientists that if they're being interviewed, I, I listen to. But so much of it is just sensationalized stuff to get get people reading or listening to their marketing and but here's the thing it's it is I mean I've seen the I've experienced the the media here in Regina like actually fabricating (laughs) it's there is so much investment into this and this is what people don't understand because under agenda 2030 has stakeholders 
And those stakeholders are in control right now. And that is through government, corporations, unions. They're all stakeholders in it all. So even as issues like the mask came down last year, when healthcare providers went to their unions and said, hey, I can't wear a mask all day. They said, right. well, sorry. And they got gas, they got gaslit. And that's when I first understood that this was 100%. Well, I, I understood it was at work. But that's when it became clear because I knew the unions were part of it. I knew the Indigenous mm -hmm. were part of it. Again, all stakeholders. What are the broad goals of Agenda 2030? It's sustainable goals. So it's sustainable societies. And what it's all about, sustainability is their definition of it is 100% controlled. There will be global control of all resources, like everything on earth. But in order to fulfill the sustainable vision that they see, that means that for humans, for example, it'll be like biotechnology, for example, mm -hmm. the whole idea behind GMOs, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's to control right. the seed. Okay. To control, to control all aspects, meaning that the farmer can never keep the seed can, there's no independence again on every resource. They want to switch us out from eating meat to plant mm -hmm. proteins, to mm -hmm. insect proteins, again, based on this new sustainable model. Yet it's not the sustainability that we were ever talking about. Anyone who believes in sustainability knows that the conventional meat disgusting, system right. is absolutely right. horrid. It definitely needed reform. It is. It's disgusting. It needed reform. But there were many that were venturing to that. And treating, treating the animals kindly. And yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. As part of the entire system. And again, uh, knowing your producer, all of that, that is going to be sort of the halfway now for us. Because, you know, as, as the meat starts mm -hmm. to dry up, and it will, and it's going to get very expensive it will actually match those prices of the grass fed for a while. But again, that tops a lot of people out of the market. So this is literally a tailoring of mm -hmm. everything we've ever known, okay, <laughs> into a new way of being and what they deem as sustainable. Being in a country like Canada with socialized healthcare, mm -hmm. for example, um, if you had cancer, before you would go to your surgeon and he would say, well, I want you to have the surgery and chemo. And some people would say, well, I'm, I'll do the surgery, right. but I'm not going to do the chemo. I'm not going to do the system, right? <laughs> well, you could do that before. But under this, you're not going to be able to do that. This is all about precision medicine. So you have no say? Well, this, again, you're going to be dealing with a system. And this is what people aren't understanding. Okay, so right now, the new system is in, and that is COVID. Okay. So basically, it's a first line of screening, right? Instead of going to your doctor now for, for something basic, you're again, if you had a cold, anything like that, you're going in for this first line of screening. And then you're going to, gosh, you know, it's really hard to explain. Did you, did you see my video mm, about Neil? I'm not sure. It's interesting because that that's a city that they're going to build from the ground up in the new, it, it, it basically in accordance with what they're calling, their plan is called Vision 2030. Okay. It's the same thing. Okay. Uh, Saudi, uh, the UAE. Okay. So, so all of it again is 
is going to be sort of the wiring, right. the hardwiring into the system, right? <laughs> Eventually, people, oh God, this is so hard to explain. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the first time I've done this. We're talking something so broad right now, and this is the tough part. Sure. Um, let me refine it a bit. You know, again, Agenda 2030 is so broad, but what we're talking about, and I, again, I like to stick to the biotechnology end of things, and that is the vaccine, right? okay, or the gene amendment, right. because it's not a vaccine, it's a gene amendment. The biotechnology of all our crops and our foods, mm -hmm. the biotechnology of our skies. So again, Agenda 2030 sustainability okay. is all about control of Mother Nature, dictating over Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. It is not a cooperative venture. So, for example, all humans, we will all start with this amendment. And like cattle, it'll be mm -hmm. one, everybody gets their shots. Those that withstand the shots will evolve humanity to what they're looking for. Because what they're doing with this, this system, this gene amendment is basically swapping out right. your, your system, <laughs> your natural system for theirs. Right. And I don't think people really understand that, but it really, yeah, this is not a vaccine. It's not a virus. It's an, it's an off. Okay. So we have to think about like our, mm -hmm. we never talked about our own system. This is why Janine, because our own system, our hormones, that's our operating mm -hmm. system. That's mm -hmm. mother nature's operating system. <laughs> they want to swap us out with our mRNA system, their system. And what's going to happen as these, again, mRNA, this is just the beginning of this technology. They want, to, they want to apply this technology across the board. What's the end game? I believe pulling out humanity. Those who withstand it, those who withstand it will evolve to the point where humans can actually interact with machine. And they literally have right. to gut the old system and replace it with the new for what they're proposing in this new transhumanist world. I know it's, it's very hard to understand because it's beyond anything we understand. And right. Well, yeah, I mean, it does, it does seem awfully far-fetched, right? I've seen papers, I've it, it seen does, studies from decades ago where, I mean, they've been working on this for a long time. It is so far advanced, so much more advanced than we realize. That's what I've come to understand. And you know what's interesting? Mm -hmm. I've been watching old TV shows, <laughs> trying to get my head around it. Yep. And you know, I mean, even back with uh, Bewitched, right? I grew up with that show. That was my favorite show, by the way. Um, yeah, but you know, getting us into that whole idea that we can snap something up and mm -hmm. transport mm -hmm. ourselves. And of course, Star Trek, there was that. It was a show, uh, Kit the Car. Oh, right, yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Night Rider. And that was AI. Uh, you know, again, I was watching uh, little clips on YouTube the other night going, oh, my God, mm -hmm. that, that was mm -hmm. the introduction of the AI. And again, right. that goes back how many years? 25 years? So, yes, they're way further ahead than mm -hmm. we want to understand. They are. And these technologies, again, Introducing a gene amendment yes. under emergency use, which mm -hmm. is experimental until 2023, is an opportunistic, I, again, under COVID. What is in these shots? And here's another um, interesting mm -hmm. issue. For example, like Pfizer, 
Pfizer was asking Latin American countries for sovereignty, for I payment, I, for vaccines. I thought that was just disgusting. Talk about blackmail. What's that about? This gene technology, okay, if like anybody who knows about GMOs or, or this biotechnology, it's mm-hmm. all about ownership, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so if that technology is in you, does the company that's injected yes. own a part yes. own you? According to the Supreme Court, and I wish I had read this and I saw, I saw the, uh, you know, an excerpt from the decision, but th- this was so early on that I, I didn't save it, but it, that it was a Supreme Court decision that, yes, if something's patented and it's injected into you, whoever owns the patent owns you. All right. So if Pfizer is buying uh, sovereignty from a Latin American country, then it is actually that, I mean, this is, these are scary prospects. Is this how the world will be divided? We are moving into, this is global governance that we are under right now. We're all being held captive under states of public health emergencies. Right. And this is global. Right. And, and wouldn't, to me, I question right away. So how did, if this was really a virus that accidentally or deliberately got let loose, and how, how did it like all of a sudden become a planetary issue so quickly? That wasn't by accident. You know, I watched it from the very first case. I have to tell you, um, I was on it. And at the beginning, they GPSed uh, mm-hmm. the first locations. So I was in there in uh, Brazil, for example, Mato Grosso. But the first case was about 45 kilometers north of Mato Grosso, not in Rio de Janeiro, where they just had carnival and millions of people dancing <laughs> naked in the streets. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Well, that was an area where... Um, the Chinese were trying to uh, move out an indigenous <sighs> tribe and they wanted to increase their mm-hmm. soy growing in that area. So apparently it was an Italian who brought it there in Ecuador. It was in Schwar territory, um, not Quito or Guayaquil or any of the you know mm-hmm. cities with millions of people. And apparently it was a Chinese man that brought it to this area. It was Schwar area, which is really close to the, you know, along the Amazon basin and where the Chinese are after oils and minerals. It's all about resources. Yep. So I saw that right away. They, they, it was opportunistic. In Mexico, um, originally when I saw uh, the first place, it was, it was Zapotec. I, <laughs> I have to say it. Z-A-T-E-C-S. And there they, I saw the first case and I, Originally, the first thought I had was that was all it was Mm. gang territory. And, you know, I I saw it as an opportunistic move by, let's say, the Mexican authorities for moving in on gang action and shutting some Mm -hmm. of that cartel action down. But I recently, about a month ago, discovered um, there's a mine there. Bill Gates Mm -hmm. has a mine. And that was where the first case was. Mm -hmm. Not Mexico City. Not where, again, and this is where they were having trouble with the local indigenous people who were protesting against the mines and all of that. So this, again, this is how to handle dissidents and, again, protect investments. So these were the first cases, again, Mm -hmm. very opportunistic and and, Mm -hmm. and they didn't make sense at all. They were a way to get into these areas and take control. This is interesting information, Martine. I didn't know this. When they couldn't do it before. I really covered a lot of that on uh, Facebook. I did. We were. I was going play by play. Uh, interestingly enough, 
as more cases were added, obviously they would sort of move that dot around. But uh, at the beginning, it was it was on there. Um, like in Saskatchewan, for example, there were only two confirmed cases the day our state of emergency <laughs> went down. Wow, that's an emergency. So in Saskatchewan, we had two confirmed cases the day the state of emergency came down, public health emergency. But we had 14 possible. Okay. Okay. Now, Health Canada and John Hopkins also had their little charts going. So I did a comparison. Health Canada, the day our state of emergency went down, and John Hopkins both said we had 16 confirmed cases. So they added the confirmed and Mm. possible Mm. cases together. But that wasn't reflected on the Saskatchewan data. And I found that in also in four other provinces <laughs> where they'd done that. And again, it was enough to, to make it look good. But it was a matter of course. Every public health emergency came down within the week. Boom, 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 boom. And it didn't matter. I mean, in the Northwest Territories, they didn't have a case of COVID until October-ish. But they were locked down, needing travel passes in the Northwest Territories, like a massive territory, as big as Ontario. And there's like hardly anybody lives there, for God's sakes. 45,000 people live up there. That's it. Okay. So they need travel passes to go anywhere. What the hell's really going on here? Yeah, let me just say for a moment, you know, everyone who's listening, do you see how important it is to question, not just to take what is thrown at you at face value. No, you can't. And, you know, just the way they've reported it in Saskatchewan as well, like, you know, they started up with two districts and then it went to four, then it went to six. And so they keep changing Mm -hmm. the playing field. So you can't keep track. I know this. I said the rules, the rules are constantly changing. The information's constantly changing. Okay. And where did they, where did they perfect that, Janine? They perfected that in Nazi Germany fascism. You keep the rules changing so nobody can ever get a solid footing. Mm -hmm. It's true. And this whole idea of a corporate government, you know, the corporatocracy. Well, okay. So so I've been talking about the, the agenda 2030 cartel. Now this is how this is going down. So we've got, number one, we've got countries that are heavily invested through their sovereign wealth funds and then through asset managers. So for example, the UAE and Saudi Mm -hmm. Arabia, Saudi is huge in this and they have been banking their sovereign wealth funds on certain companies. Those companies being under the asset managers. I was just going to say BlackRock. Yeah. BlackRock, Vanguard and Blackstone. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, now, all their companies that they support, well, that's Facebook, that's, you know, again, we could mm-hmm. go through the list. And I've, I've, I've actually got a couple of videos okay. on this. Uh, I've got BlackRock, the whip of the Agenda 2030 cartel, and uh, a couple others. I'll give those to you after. Uh, and, but, yeah, we go through a lot of material there uh, in those videos, uh, just going through, to seeing what their investments are. So all of these companies now are... When when this reset sort of all occurred, these all clicked into gear. We're in mm-hmm. it together. <laughs> and together, they have literally all incorporated Larry Fink, who is the CEO mm-hmm. of BlackRock. He sent out letters in 2018, 19, and tw- – or sorry, 2019, yeah, 18, 19, and 20 – 
And they have an expectation of all the companies that they are supporting that they have a sustainability policy. So basically all of these new policies and ways of doing business and interacting in society, all of this has been created the structure through these companies because they're all following the same sustainability goals, for example, or structure. And it's all being dictated by BlackRock. Mm-hmm. So you've got the company action. Okay. So you've got the asset managers, all the companies that are you know, inter-supported. You've got the sovereign wealth funds. And then you've got the UN and Agenda 2030. And that is the legitimacy mm-hmm. of it all. Okay. On a global level. So as you've got the politics sort of, again, the international agreement Mm -hmm. hemming everyone in to those goals, using these companies to literally create the new framework of society. But who benefits from Agenda 2030? Now, Canada, United States, like most of Western countries, we are the developed nations, right? So we we have to subscribe to certain goals. And some of those goals are like by 2040, net zero, 2050, net zero, no carbon emissions, literally a a gutting of our society to reach these goals. Because to get to these goals, again, it's going to be complete control of every aspect of life, which is Mm -hmm. communism, totalitarianism. Mm -hmm. These goals cannot... Again, how are we going to get to 99% vaccination, Janine? Well, if, if, if only 60% of the people want the vaccination, mm-hmm. there, there's only one way there, and that's right. to force them, right. coerce them. So as you can see, this is a our way or highway. And isn't a lot of, Martine, isn't a lot of that now starting to happen through corporations? So you, you can't shop here, you can't bank here, you can't, you know, unless right. you had your vax. So it's not, quote unquote, okay. mandatory, but it is. <laughs> it is. Okay, so these are the asset managers that, again, that are supporting, okay, RBC, all the banks. I, every company, again, BlackRock, Blackstone, and Vanguard have a piece of the pie in every single company that is mm-hmm. formidable. <sighs> they do. Uh, all you have to do is go take a look through their stock holdings. And in my videos, I do that. And we actually go through and, and I, I show you the how diabolical this list is. But this is how they are, are they are sealing it in. Now, here's the thing. In the West, we, of course, are the developed world. But the developing world doesn't have to hit these goals. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, no, the developing world, like China, even though China produces – like, for example, more energy than the United States, India, uh, and Russia oh, combined. They don't mm-hmm. have to. Okay. The UAE and Saudi, they're not, again, they're, they're not in the developed nations. They're developing. So they can go hog wild on whatever they want to do. <laughs> yeah. See, there's a whole other plan. They, they, they know that they're not going to get to 99% vaccination, for example, in Latin America, because they don't have socialized health care, mm-hmm. right? The playing field is being dictated from countries like China and Saudi that have a massive, again, they have totalitarian mm-hmm. regimes. As we know, the CCP right. is totalitarian. Yep. It's communism. Saudi, uh, Mohammed bin Salman, uh, he's, uh, he's not a pussycat. Mm-hmm. He's a dictator. 
He, he even, you know, imprisons, well, he puts them up at the uh, Ritz-Carlton, but he, he even imprisons his right. own family to his will. So, again, this is where the money is coming from and from their sovereign wealth funds. So they have a whole lot of clout right now. For example, the Chinese have now started a trillion-dollar PPE business. <laughs> it wasn't trillions of dollars right. before this, yep. but it is now. Because it's institutionalized. Like what's happening now, even in, in schools in Canada, they're not going to allow any more for them to have the, the mask from mom or from home. They're all going to have to wear the disposable. Oh, which uh, have plastic and all kinds of shit in them and aren't meant to be crumpled up and put on uh, over and over and over again because you're going to breathe in all that stuff. But whatever. But, you know, if somebody has their own from home and, and, and again, you know, it might be better than the other kids because, again, a part of this whole venture here is the establishment in communism of, well, egalitarianism, mm -hmm. right? No one is better. So, like, by 2030, the plan is is that people won't own anything. Right. You're going to rent and, everything. And you'll be happy. And you'll be happy. And you're going to be happy about it. They, they won't understand home ownership. And, again, you know, owning a house and all of that, That's uh, it's going to be Well, I was just reading BlackRock just bought up uh, 1,700 homes in uh i forget what the city was but they they bought them all up and uh to rent yeah to have control and it. i've been reading about uh these companies just buying whole i mean they're paying exorbitant amounts so people are willing to sell whole blocks whole you know whole sections of a town they're buying the whole thing up i was in moose jaw saskatchewan about three weeks ago a woman contacted me and she had been cataloging uh, the Massive explosion in this town of 30,000 of, of new Chinese businesses that mm. have popped up in the last year. So I went in and she had it all spreadsheeted and we, we drove around and she showed me and it was most everyone was wow. a front. Like they weren't open, but they were pretend, you know, pretending they were a business because that's part of, you know, getting into the country. But it's also it's buying up right. blocks. So you're saying these are supposed to be retail establishments or something like that, but there's nothing going on? There's nothing. There's sort of a little front there. We I walked up to like, I don't know, a, a good five of them while I was there. And she had been to a lot and, and again, explained it the whole way through. And, and one that I did walk into was open, but mm -hmm. the rest weren't. They were just, you know, clothing store in a house, but it was a house. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it was just not our landscape. And, and, and the people are saying what, like it was 45 wow. of them, Janine, in the last year. Hey, this is a town of 30,000 that really hasn't changed in population since Al Capone's days when he used to hole up there. Wow. It's escaping the escaping the federal authorities in the United mm -hmm. States. Oh, I didn't know that. A <laughs> little bit of history. Yeah, yeah. The Chicago Rail Line used to go uh -huh. through Moose Jaw. And a lot of the moonshine used to come from oh, Saskatchewan. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So it sounds like they're in the process of taking over that whole town. Maybe. Yeah. Again, um, taking advantage mm -hmm. of the opportunity. What we have to understand is this virus went, you know, was unleashed on the world and they went into lockdown. And when they came out of lockdown, we were just going right. in. In the meantime, they also established all the systems. Like, again, the, the they had a QR system to get into. Of course, in a totalitarian regime, you do what you're told or you're right. arrested. Right. So. 
they went along with it. Of course, if they're told, if they get a, green, a red code and they have to stay home for no reason, they don't argue. They just do it. Mm. Okay. But th- th- this is why it's so hard for us because, you know, they have to condition right. us this way in, in a stage by stage. We have to still believe that we live in a democracy, but we have not since the public health emergencies were enacted. That has been absolutely disrupted. And of course, in Canada, now we've got Bill C-10 coming down. We've got all of these, this legislation being shoved through with no apparent opposition, even though they seem to be playing the role. The thing is about Agenda 2030, this is nonpartisan. Okay. Harper signed us on to this in 2015. Mm -hmm. So, the, the 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 conservatives are absolutely running the flank mm-hmm. on this. They might be playing that. Oh, they're shoving it through. But the bottom line is, is they're they're not admitting that the government doesn't have any control. Mm-hmm. But they don't. And 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 it's not about Public Republican health. or Democrat either. You know, it's this is this is public health has the control, and just like the states mm-hmm. with Fauci. He has control through the World Health Organization. He's the top dog. Like, again, people aren't seeing this. And he's making so much money on all all of this. I mean, people don't understand. Fauci is not who he purports to be. I've been reading a, a lot about his history. And, you know, he is an opportunistic guy. And he has... He has a stake in all these vaccines and, and all, all, it's just, oh, it's yes. disgusting. It really is. It, the thing is, what a lot of people don't get is that they needed a disruption. The virus was the very disruption that they required in order to lock the world down, in order to enact the great mm-hmm. reset to the goals of Agenda 2030. They could never have gotten there in our Western democracies. They couldn't because, again, we would say, right. no, no, <laughs> you can't right. do this. You can't require this. You can't require us to wear a mask. And, and, and if it wasn't a public health emergency, we wouldn't right. be doing it. I won't shop in store unless there's something that I absolutely have to do. I will not shop at stores who require a mask. I just won't. I will, if they'll allow a fit clear face shield, I will do that if I have to. But um, around here, there are quite a few um, organic grocery stores. Well, no, I wouldn't say quite a few, but there are some that uh, are uh, understanding of what's going on and you are not required to wear any anything, any face covering. Um, but at least for me, I have to be able to wear a clear face shield. And if they won't allow that, then I just won't shop there. I won't do it. I can tell you it got pretty bad here. It was a mob mentality. I I started No Masks Saskatchewan uh, back in August as my last ditch Mm -hmm. effort. Um, I realized what was going down, but I went, okay, let's, uh, you know, you're standing back. Maybe you should get in Mm -hmm. front of the truck Mm -hmm. and see what happens. And I did. And um, I, I, it resulted in me creating an alternative because within weeks of starting that group on Facebook, it grew so fast. And the threats, the mob mentality that was coming in, um, people, what was really scary was that those small towns, particularly where biotechnology has such deep mm-hmm. prongs, <laughs> they were like fascists. Wow. 
and women were, it was, I was hearing from women all day that were getting, getting threatened. They're not threatening the men, but they were, you know, going into stores and intimidating women. And, and it was like an opportunity for predatory mm. behavior. It really was. Wow. And I saw it. Um, I ended up creating an alternative <laughs> called not a mask, um, not a mask.ca. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it. I, Mostly because we needed to breathe yeah. and it, it had gotten to the point where, again, people could not uh, get stuff done. And again, even in small communities where people knew each other mm-hmm. very well, um, it, it has caused a lot of divisions. So I created that um, and I thought, well, you know what, we're going to make it all about Agenda 2030. We're going to use uh, the, the Not a Mask as a platform for what is really going on here. And that is that we are all participating in hijab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the people, people don't understand that the mask is mm-hmm. hijab, right? It, it is a new way in public. It's public modesty. <laughs> it's what it is for men and mm-hmm. women. And it's, again, a part of establishing that egalitarianism and I wanted to take the face of sickness away because we're not sick we're in hijab (laughs) so Martine from your perspective when people start hearing about all of this it's so overwhelming and it's like I'm just one person what can I do you know I mean there's nothing I can do how do you inspire people what what are some things that people can do like for me like I said i will not give my money to a store that insists that I wear a mask. If they won't allow a clear face shield, then I'm not giving them my money. So that's one thing I can do, put my money where my mouth is. What, what are some of the things that people can do to try to turn this around? I don't think it's over yet, but you know. Oh, God, no. You know what? Okay. What I've understood about this and seen firsthand is that this is an absolute steamroller. They're going to get their way. They are. I mean, these corporations are all behind it. We are sealed in. (laughs) We are. I think what we need to do, um, if you are a person who believes in free will and independence, is that you need to start expressing Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) We need to, you need to stand behind what you say. Because, see, I've met a lot of people through my groups and through this whole venture. And lots are willing to talk, but few were ever willing to show up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's... If you have displeasure with what is going on, then this is the time to reinvent yourself and your world the way you want it to be. Because if you continue on your path of of insisting on participation, you're just walking into the trap of the new matrix. (laughs) And if you don't want to be part of that, again, this is where you have to establish your new identity or perhaps the identity you've always been but failed to express Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. others. (laughs) Yep. This is a time to come strong in our character and, again, identify who we are and what we're made of. If you are a person, again, that believes in freedom, then why are you participating Mm -hmm. with what's going on? And, again, you know what? I talk about all the time how many – who's invested? If you – most people are invested. If, if they're in the stock market at all, they're they're invested with these asset mm-hmm. managers. Well, pull their pull your money. That that's one way to deal with mm-hmm. it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, if you're invested into the system that's to the companies that are sealing us into this, well, then you're contributing mm-hmm. to it. And and to me, you know, I think every, it's a good idea for everyone to be do whatever they can to be more self-sufficient. 
We must, because again, this whole, we are being tailored into a system of, again, dependence. They want us, they need us dependent. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be dependent. I I don't want to rely on other people. I don't, I mean, I can only imagine because I'm living out in the country, but I have a hard time imagining what it must be like to live in a city, a big city in a condo or an apartment. Wow. I mean, I would think that you'd feel pretty stuck and helpless. Well, you are. I mean, I know women that were like, they can't even go out in their apartment into the hallway without a mask. Oh, for Christ's sakes. (sighs) And we're within a new system of liability, right? Mm -hmm. So how they're containing all of this and, and again, sealing the deal on our fate of wearing masks and, and vaccines is the fact that, well, an apartment building, for example, um, what if an unvaccinated person, again, they will blame the unvaccinated person for everything. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to, it's going to be a liability. Uh We have to know, and we're seeing it already, that you can't get a surgery in the hospital if you don't have the vaccine. So here's my, you know, so here's my question. And, and and this is assuming that vaccines work and all that. But, you know, if you are are stepping up to get your shot, and I assume that people are doing this because they think it actually does something. So why do you care if I get one or not? You are supposedly well, protected and blah, blah, blah. What do you care if I do? This is what what we would call in the old days common sense, right? Absolutely. Why in the world? If, if, if the vaccine is for you and your personal protection, but what they have done is, again, it's the morphing of biotechnology. They're, they, they're, the sector is very diabolical. They have masterminds of manipulation. Mm-hmm. And again, if you don't have it, then you're a danger. And how can you be? You can't. Right. Not if you're protected. Yep. No, I know. Uh, the other day I was in, we have a lovely nursery and some of the people are fine. You just walk in. They don't say anything if you don't have a mask on or not. But other people say something. And I was told that, because I, I said, I've already told you, I can't wear a mask. I, I just can't do it. And I was told that I was being disrespectful. And I said, I'm not being disrespectful. I understand your point of view, but I am standing up for what is right and for me and for my health. I'm doing what's right for me. I'm not disrespecting you. That's not my intent. I can tell you with no masks asked, um, all of the people that that were joining, so many of them are immunocompromised like myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was quite amazing to me that... um, Again, targeted attacks came in. Uh, like I had one picture that got 1,500 comments of hate. And it was five women holding a sign about freedom. Okay. Wow. and But we only had two followers at the time on Instagram. So again, targeted attacks. Mm, so mm-hmm. again, to, mm-hmm. to literally decimate what, what we're standing up for. But we were all in that picture. We were all immunocompromised. And the post was about being immunocompromised and not being able to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, you know, and so many people just, oh, just wear it, you know, no, just, no, oh, just wear it. There's a principle here for me. It's, it's more, I mean, it really does make me feel nauseous to wear one. I, it's disgusting. But for me, more than that, it's the principle. I'm standing yeah. up for a principle. 
that you I know, think is really important. And it's, you know, this, oh, just wear it. It's no big deal. That's bullshit. I, I was there too. I, I was, but then I became a danger. And then I was like, I was like, you know what, I'm taking, I'm doing enough for the team. And now I'm going to come up with a visual as to what we're doing here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to mm-hmm. wear your muzzle and I'm not going to pretend I'm sick mm-hmm. to appease you. Mm-hmm. You want me to cover mm-hmm. my face? I'll do it, but I'm doing it my way. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are going, okay, well, you know what, that works. Sure. Let's uh, like, again, let, take the visual. We have to, the mask is, is just the reinforcement of uh, that COVID it's COVID in your face, literally. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. And having a conversation with someone who's got a mask on is disgusting. It's like, I want to see a person's face when I'm talking. I can tell you, I can't. I can't have a conversation with someone wearing a mask. I can't. I can't look at them. Um, It just, it it makes me physically ill. It does. Mm -hmm. Straight up. I agree. I agree. We're in the same boat there. Yeah. Um, I never felt comfortable in a hospital. And and again, you know, I've been in the hospital, you know, as a kid all the time. And, you know, they, they they weren't wearing masks. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a time and a place, you know, Well, uh, there like are... for surgery. It's only worn for a short period of time uh, so that the doctor doesn't drool or, you know, whatever on the, on the open wound and then they're disposed of. Well, and here's the other thing, Janine. I mean, uh, surgeons are compensated for that risk. Are they not? Yeah. They are highly compensated yes. for that risk of taking that, you know, again, wearing a mask for extended periods, all of that. They, again, it's part of the compensation. We're not compensated for it. What about these poor kids? Like for me, um, as an asthmatic, I had to think of the 875,000 children in Canadian schools under 14 that have asthma that are Mm. choking in that mask every day. And you can't tell me they're not choking. And particularly kids with asthma are very susceptible to pneumonia, other Mm -hmm. issues. Other respiratory things, yeah. I can tell you with a mask, you are literally, you're inhaling that bacteria. It's a Petri dish. It's a Petri dish and you're re-inhaling it. And again, with anybody with it, with lung issues, that is just a, it's an absolutely avoidable and foreseeable, avoidable, but foreseeable problem. Shocking to me. Again, last people that should ever be wearing them. We've now got a society of people that are fearful of others. (laughs) All I can say is for those of you who question, if you haven't already, it's time to stand up. Don't just go along with things to get along with others, to uh, not make waves. If you really feel that something is not right, if you, if you just, you know, in your gut, your, your body tells you it's, it's wrong, it's not right, then stand up for that, please. Well, you know, this is about bodily sovereignty, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. again, I mean, this, this is, we've been attacked on all frontiers. Again, the mask, an attack on my bodily sovereignty. And again, it, it was at a point where I was like, okay, you know what? Fine. If you, if you want me to cover my face, I'll do it, but I'm doing it my way. I'm going to breathe mm-hmm. whether you like it or mm-hmm. not. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I, again, nobody's turned me away. Um, I, I've been able to wear my not a mask wherever. But well, here's how ridiculous this is. Okay, so you can get away with that. I had a friend made me this lovely little it's it's uh, cut out from a silk uh, Indian shawl. 
Cool. So it's really, you know, really light. I mean, you can see through it easily. And and it has this little pretty, she cut it out. So it has this little pretty design on. And I went to a big city uh, for a few days to do some stuff and visit a friend. And so, you know, we had to put this thing on before, you know, for two seconds before we sat down at the table to go out to dinner and then put it back on. And I thought, you know, if this is acceptable, then what's the point? Because all it is, is that there's something covering my face. And and at this point, nobody seems to care what it is. So what is the point of this? It's because we're in hijab. This is what I keep saying. We are literally observing a new way of being in public. Now it's just about having something on your face. Okay. Not whether it actually does anything or not. Okay. So Indigo Chapters, right? Right. That's a bookstore for people uh, yeah, who don't she, know. Okay. My friend of mine, Tracy, went in with her not a mask and she'd been going there. She'd been there several times with it and there was no problem. And all of a sudden they said, no, you can't come in. You have to wear our mask. And she's like, what do you mean? And she ended up getting their policy book. It was quite the thing. She recorded it, mm-hmm. came back to me. And then she was in conversation with them. And again, they, they would not allow it. But I have been doing a lot of research and I had an experience on WestJet and I thought they wouldn't let me wear my not a mask either. They made me put on theirs. But with all my research, particularly with Saudi and the UAE and how deeply invested they are in this, I had the distinct impression, particularly on WestJet, when they mentioned mask or face covering, but wouldn't allow me to use my face covering. In any case, I figured there was a mm. hidden accommodation for Muslim women. <laughs> oh, guess what I did? Okay. I put a I, I dressed like a Muslim woman and not a very good Muslim woman. Um, I, I put on a, a shawl and a headscarf and uh, my not a mask over my hair, actually. And then I had my not a mask on. And my okay. friend Carrie and I, we, we went over to Indigo two weeks after this happened. Mm-hmm. I walked in first with my camera on and uh, I walked past the guy disguised as a Muslim woman. And he was like, hello, how are you? And I was like, fine, how are you? And I continued walking when, and I was doing my shopping and then Carrie with her long blonde hair walks in and her not a mask. And as she walks in, he stops her and he says, you can't come in with that. You'll have to wear a mask. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, got it on film. Oh. It's on my YouTube channel. Um, there's me wow. while he like on camera with me in the in the picture and her him telling her that she can't wear it. On film, I got it all. Well, funny enough, wow. about a week ago a friend of mine did go in again and she was wearing hers and they said hello and greeted her. But there is an accommodation oh. for Muslim women in again wearing a burqa or wearing again a, any face covering I had a woman in Switzerland uh, tell me that her sister couldn't wear the mask and she was mm-hmm. disguising herself as a Muslim woman so she could breathe. And that's really kind of wow. how I got the idea. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, and you know, everyone, don't lose hope because there are a lot of litigations in process right now for really top shelf lawyers and scientists on board all over the world. So I think a lot of lot of these quote unquote rules that are being instigated are not going to hold up. But uh, this is what people are understanding. It is legitimized by this agreement, Agenda 2030. Now, if you're in Canada, of course, you should check out the Government of Canada website. Just Google Agenda 2030 Canada and you're going to see the plan. Mm-hmm. And do it for the states too. 
Now, the thing is, now here, this is interesting about the states. I've been watching this pretty closely. Okay. There is no public USA Agenda 2030 plan. There isn't. It's not oh, there interesting. yet. But since the first day Biden got in, he right. has had one order after another that has mm -hmm. supported Agenda 2030, Build Back Better. All of these programs, this is all to the ends of Agenda 2030. You in the states, you've got the red states, right, mm -hmm. that are holding on to democracy and freedom. And for example, in Texas, they're saying, you know what, there's no more mask mandate. But that's right. not true. In the corporations, again, mm -hmm. supported by BlackRock, Blackstone, Vanguard, they are mm -hmm. all upholding these masking rules. And again, all under safety. Right. So this is the whole idea, everyone, of that democracies are becoming corporatocracies, that it's really the corporations that are are running things. Well, and then who has more most stake in those corporations, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a tight little mm -hmm. club. I, again, a lot of different right. interests, but the Chinese and the Saudis have a lot of stake in all of this. And again, they are the countries that are going to benefit most from Agenda 2030 because they do not have to hit these ambitious targets. Now, for mm -hmm. in Saudi and UAE, they're not even messing with 99% vaccination. They're going for the 100%. Um, I have a friend uh, there right now. She she works as an au pair, and they okay. are pressuring her. Uh, she's from South Africa originally, and she's going to take off to the U uh, to the UK because they are making it impossible. Um, if if you will not get the vaccine, you have to submit to weekly testing. That letter oh, went out great. probably four months ago. She sent it to me. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they're not tangling. They want a hundred percent, or you're just again, and they can they can do that. And those swabs, those swabs that they use are saturated in ethylene oxide, which is a known carcinogen. And who knows what else is in those. So they're going to get you one way or the other. I belong to a Facebook group, uh, which is the Canada-US border. And the one that they're insisting on, again, they're all made in China, those swabs as well. Right. Yeah. Right. So Martine, how can people connect with you if they're interested in, you know, in learning more or following your research? Okay, Telegram at Unmask the Fear. Now, a lot of people aren't on Telegram. You and I, I are, know. But, you know uh, what? I'm I, I I'm on Instagram at Unmask the Fear as well, and I have a group okay. on Facebook which is Unmask the Fear. Okay, okay, but I would highly recommend going getting on Telegram. It's very easy. It's it's not as easy to use as Facebook. Facebook's been around a long time and, and Telegram's really, you know, they're working on improving it all the time. But it is a place where you can post and make comments and not be censored. You know what? It doesn't give you the instant gratification of Facebook and the emojis right. and yeah. all of that yeah. nonsense. Um, but what I like about Telegram is I've got a nice thinking uh, group of people jumping on um, as well. Mm -hmm. I don't have to continually censor myself. Uh, to be there. Right. I can pretty much post anything. I haven't had any issues as of yet. Uh, I like right. that. Um, on Facebook, it's always a constant. Well, <laughs> I've pretty much given up on Facebook. I haven't even looked at my Facebook in a couple of weeks. I'm just 
I do a lot of article sharing there and just cutting out of comments, like, you know, again, parts of the article and stuff. Just, again, I have to behave. <laughs> well, that's what I was doing, too. But then, you know, they're all getting censored now. So I'm just they are. not even bothering. So what I do is I, I'm on some, I, you know, again, I have my, my Instagram, uh, Unmask the Fear. I have uh, Not a Mask. I have Martine Carlina. I have The Great Awakening from Within. <laughs> okay. And do you have a, a, do you have a, a website? Um, notamask.ca. That's my alternative, but it's also my platform for Agenda 2030. And I introduce uh, why we're wearing the mask uh, on notamask.ca. Plus, I have a lot of uh, a number of clinical studies that prove that the masks don't work. <laughs> right. I know. I know. Great. I'm glad you do have the, the studies. As censorship ramps up, that's what I was thinking with not a mask is really, uh, you know, again, through the guise of a product, we are sharing information through that. What I, what I like about it is, you know, all the colors are, are, are descriptors of Agenda 2030 and the fraud that it is. Because, again, this mm-hmm. sustainable plan that the governments are convincing people are utopian-like are anything mm-hmm. but and it's really mm-hmm. a, a a hijacking of our democracies and our way of life in the west to a mm-hmm. totalitarian way of being tracked traced continually monitored and again not not um not our birthright or what we are right. familiar with here in the west once we go down this path there's no getting out mm-hmm Yep. And I would highly recommend, in fact, I do have one or two of her videos in my newsletter links, but Carrie Madej, Dr. Carrie Madej. Oh, wonderful video. Yeah, M-A-D-E-J. She has a lot of knowledge about this and what's possible already, what they can do with all of this and how they can use it to control you. She was the first to identify to me, um, and again, what I've always seen with GMO foods over my career in -hmm. natural foods was uh, the fact that gut instincts seem to be knocked out, empathy, and she Mm -hmm. identified the fact that chromosome 8 is the one most affected by this gene therapy, and that is our empathy. Oh, interesting. So we are actually, Mm -hmm. again, every person that gets this amendment is losing their empathy for the people who won't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's even, again, by attacking our natural system. And and again, this is a hijacking. It's not just taking over chromosome. This is a hijacking of our former immunity, natural Mm -hmm. system. Right. Which is far superior, everyone, even though CDC and WHO and whoever, they're all changing their parameters now to say that natural immunity is not as good as what you can get from the vaccines. And that's absolute lie. It is not true. It's absolute nonsense. And the fact is, is like when we're talking kids now, we're talking about last count was 47 vaccines to kids by the time they're 14. It's out of control. I think. I, I, well, in the states, in the states, by the time you're 18, you're supposed to have 72 doses. And you know, a two-week-year-old, a, a woman I know, her granddaughter was taken in, two weeks old, and she got eight vaccines bundled in two shots. Absolutely ridiculous, outrageous, it's including outrageous. HPV, including yep. HPV. Yeah, I know. There's absolutely no common sense to it, and and the problem is. <clears throat> is that 
most parents are not truly being informed. And the doctors who are willing to inform, like Dr. Paul Thomas in Portland, Oregon, who had his license suspended because he fully informs and lets the parents make the choice instead of trying to force them. And so many uh, pediatricians, if they cannot get parents on board for the full vaccination schedule, they uh, they will let you go as a patient. Get fired as a patient. Yeah, I've had that happen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's diabolical. What's going to happen here is parents are really going to have to decide what they're willing to do and how far they're willing to compromise. And that, again, might mean homeschooling because I don't believe the kids here in Canada are going to get into school come September without it. I don't believe the older kids are. I, I really don't. Even though the World Health Organization isn't recommending it for kids, and that you know, see that they're running the shows, I, I can't understand. But again, all yeah. of these companies, right. again, BlackRock, Black, Vanguard, Blackstone—they're all invested in every one of these gene amendments as well. The only ones they're not in, invested in mm-hmm. are the Russian and uh, the Chinese. But maybe they are invested in the Chinese. I haven't looked that up, but yeah, that's possible. So everyone, you know, I know this sounds, a lot of it sounds like, oh my God, but, you know, look up, do some research on Agenda 2030. Actually, actually take some time to look at all of this and to research it. There's, as Carrie Madej says, the information is out there. We are being told what's being done. We are being told what the agenda is, what the plan is. You know, and now what we've got for the first time ever, and this is what I've been trying to do, is again, the in my videos, it's been a play-by-play right from the beginning mm-hmm. of this, of this great reset, mm-hmm. okay? So that's a good place for people to go to catch up. But literally, it's a gutting of everything we've ever known to a new way of being. And that, again, is it comes down to even behavior in public spaces. Mm-hmm. The distancing, all of that sort of thing is all part of the plan right. to tailor us into, a again, a global culture. Former cultures that defined our nations, you know, the Italians, the Greeks, the, you know, the Argentinians with the three kisses, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. So, so now we're going to be all homogenized into one, whatever, pretty much unfeeling sort of, again, uh, not connected. Mm -hmm. The days of social interaction in the way that we knew before are just uh, are going to fade away, even with the vaccine. Mm hmm. And this is the truth. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of research into, you know, what they see society, you know, in the future. And, and, And I was watching one last night where they're saying, most people will be single and living on their own. Hmm. It will be the new way of being because people will be a liability. Okay. So if you want freedom, any remnant of freedom in your life, I mean, if you're attached to people that keep getting locked down and again, won't comply all of that stuff, we have a social credit system that is being built as we speak to keep us in line. Right. Again, You won't be able to shop. You won't get on a train. You won't get here. You won't get there if you do not comply. And this has been going on for a long time in China. This isn't anything new. And I can tell you, when I I went to board WestJet, like I've been against the mask, okay? But I never once pushed the envelope with anyone. When when it came down to it, I went, all right, if you want me to cover my face, I'll do it my way. Mm -hmm. Fine. Mm -hmm. 
when I showed up at WestJet, I had my NADA mask on and the woman treated me like I was not wearing a mask or, and I said, but I'm wearing a covering. And again, she wouldn't have it. And I found it very interesting because I was tagged before I showed up. I'll bet. In fact, she told me that they had canceled my flight, but they expected me to be an anti, I was, I was, I was an anti-masker that was on their radar, even though I hadn't flown for quite some time, mm-hmm. but I didn't show up in that form, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I respected their rules. That's fine. Okay. I mean, I, I don't like it, uh, but I would respect it. I got on the plane. I agreed to it. Okay. Uh-huh. But they, they would not let me wear my Nauta mask. They wanted the muzzle. But then if I had been a Muslim woman, I would have been able to wear my Nauta mask. So, again, interesting times. Yes. Wow. Well, there's a lot for people to digest here. And, Martine, thank you so much. This has really been uh a fascinating conversation. And, uh, you know, everyone, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for hanging in there, for listening, for, for having an open mind and just considering the possibility that some, maybe all is true, that, that this is what's happening. And there are a lot of people now who are spending a lot of time a lot of effort into researching, digging deep, and looking into all of this. You're one of them. I thank you so much for doing that because it takes a lot of energy to do this. And it's, um, f- for what I do, I just, I feel like right now, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's my service. If I can educate people and, and help people, even if it's just a few, then, you know, then I'm doing something. I honor you for doing the same. Thank you. And and you, you know, really, I love humanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's a mission to get out there and to speak that in, in defense mm-hmm. of what we've always known. And I just don't understand how the globalists can be discounting our rich history in natural systems and dishonoring our bodies mm-hmm. this way, mm-hmm. because it truly is an assault yeah, on our humanity and, and everything that makes us literally tick. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. This has been very enlightening. And hopefully it will encourage some people who have been kind of on the fence about doing anything. I would be pretty certain that just about every area has a group who is standing up who you could join and do something to help. There's a lot that can be done. We're not powerless. That's what they want us to think. We're powerless. We can't do anything. So just, you know, sit at home, watch TV and uh, while they get on with their agenda, but you know. But you know what? Create networks between people that you are meeting online. Get to know them. Create networks in which you will be able to function mm-hmm. as this comes down. We, we we can't sit in complacency right now because we are literally under attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are. And we have to make moves that take us out of the defensive position that we're in right now and put us into the offense. And the first thing we can do is take control of our existence and how far we're willing to go and what we're going to do when they won't allow us right. to yes. pursue our life our way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Find people of like mind, people that you can talk to and connect with. And, and, and that can help you with spiritual support. 
support. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, at this time, this is a spiritual war. Mm-hmm. It's an attack on our souls. And actually, literally, it is. From what I understand, it is. The, the shots are actually separating us from our soul and our spirituality. They are, they're literally, I have a video called The Disconnect of Humanity. And and literally, it's it's the disconnect, and mm-hmm. and we, I'm I'm not allowing it to myself. Me either. Yep, I refuse. It's not worth I it. I feel for those people that are being coerced and right. and I bullied, and and again, don't feel that they would ever have enough support in their lives to to make the decision to honor their natural being. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. Um, I hope people will literally take this very seriously because it truly is the disconnect of humanity. Final words. That's awesome. Thank you, Martine. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And, And thank you, Martine Carlina, for your dedication to truth and for your perseverance in all you do. The podcast website is realjanine.com. And as always, Janine is J-A-N-E-A-N. Please consider subscribing through your favorite podcast provider. And please share this conversation with your friends and family. Let us do all we can to preserve freedom and choice for everyone on the planet. It does take a village. <laughs> it takes it takes more than a village, but we all have to do whatever we can. Some people are able to do more, some people not so much, but do whatever you can. And for everyone who's made it this far, thank you. Take care. And until next time, be well.